This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Hello and welcome back to the Influential CEO podcast. It has been a hot minute since I have recorded anything. I'm home from Europe now, which is wild. And I guess a bit of an update is the last episode. If you're coming off the back of episode three, we were recording, I think about a day before I left for Europe. And now I'm pretty much 48 hours home from Europe, which is crazy. I feel like the last five weeks have gone so fast. It has been honestly the most incredible experience we had the best time and I feel like I want to dedicate an entire episode to just Europe itself and navigating business whilst traveling and traveling in a way where it wasn't necessarily focused on business solely and there's just so much that's happened I feel like it's been massive and I'm definitely still a little bit delusional today and I'm coming off the back of jet lag and all the different things the trip home was I guess we landed home Monday morning. So it was around like 30 hours of travel in the end. And I came home with Tori and we both pretty much didn't sleep the entire trip home. We ended up going into the business lounge at Dubai airport. I probably got like half an hour of sleep there and then didn't sleep the rest of the trip. So now I'm playing catch up. My body and brain, I feel like aren't functioning properly. And it's been so funny. I've gone to type different things, selling my stories, like plugging with clients and different things like that. And there's just words and things missing from sentences and that just shows what jet lag is like and how tired I am but the trip itself was incredible and like I said I want to leave an entire episode dedicated to Europe because it was such a cool experience and for anyone that is an OG and listens to the podcast and has listened to previous seasons you would know that this year has been just massive for me in so many ways there's been so much change and so much that I'm navigating and I've been I guess deep in reflection the last sort of 24 hours and I had a huge rest day yesterday and in that I was really just reflecting on the trip and this year and what it has been and I guess some of my biggest lessons have really come from just navigating a lot of new experiences and I have I guess so much hindsight now coming off the back of that trip and just traveling, knowing how to navigate business in a completely different time zone with different, I guess, variables in place. And there's so much discomfort that you face traveling and so many new experiences that you face. But as a byproduct, you learn so much about yourself. And I feel like there is just so much that I've landed in since being on the trip. And there was kind of a stint midway through when we were in um, Italy. And Being in Italy, I don't really know what kind of happened for me there, but so much dropped in and I feel like I had this sort of 24 to 48 hour period where everything started to change and I just saw myself in a completely different light and it was like I was coming into a newfound awareness around who I am and what I do and what my superpowers are and what makes me who I am and I guess some of my biggest um, things that, that I really learned about myself was just resilience. And I really got to see that on the trip where this year I have been able to become really resilient with so many different things and factors in life, whether it be navigating long distance with tea and just so many moving pieces, but it's just been so cool. But like I said, I'm not really in a state to go in depth yet because my brain is not working properly, but I just wanted to touch on that because it has been insane. Just an incredible five weeks and there's so much that I've learned about myself and life and business and relationships and different things like that and 
the trip itself was just incredible. And if you come from last um, episode, you would know that we were speaking to sort of presence and being present in moments and how much that can just you know, alleviate pressure and different things that you experience. And a huge intention for me on the trip was to be present. And I really have been so present over the last five weeks. And that by far is just something I'm so proud of and something I'm so glad that I did. You know, the podcast in turn got pushed back and a few different things with business changed. And that was perfect. And that was fine because I know that looking back, I'm never going to look at that experience and wish that I did it any different. You know, I showed up in business every single day and there was so many things that we were navigating navigating with that, that turned out perfectly, but some things didn't go, you know, as planned. And like I said, it was a new experience and I didn't know how to navigate it. I didn't know what it was going to be like, but I've learned so much. Hence why the podcast has had a little delay because it has taken me so many times to try and record this intro. And I'm finally sitting down today and recording it as soon as I'm back. So I'm proud of myself for doing that, but it's been incredible. And this week's episode is a good episode. There's a lot that we dive into and I'm excited for you to hear today's topic. And that is my story for now, intro wise. I'm going to save the rest for next week when I'm with it and drop probably a bonus episode with all of the lessons and takeaways from the last five weeks. But today also is special because I am celebrating eight years with tea, which is insane. And we were on the phone this morning and I just wanted to add that in here because we were on the phone this morning and this is sort of our longest stint away from each other. And for those that don't know or listening the first time, I'm currently doing long distance with my partner and we're celebrating our eight years. So this is our longest stint. I've been pushing back the date that I go to New Zealand now a couple of weeks. So it will be around like the eight to nine week mark between seeing each other, which has been really interesting to navigate. And I think I also want to record an episode on, on long distance and just navigating that and what we've both learned from that. Because I think there's so many lessons that can be applied to different areas of life, but more importantly, relationships. So potentially when T's back, I'm going to force him to come and sit down and record that episode. But yeah, it's just been cool. And like I said, I've just been learning so much. And I think today just feels really pivotal knowing that it's been eight years together and we started, you know, dating when we were 14 and 17. And now we're, you know, I'm 23 this year, T's 25. And it's just been such a long time and so many lessons and so many things, but you can just tell that my brain's all over the place right now because there's just so much happening and moving. And I feel like, like I said, I've come into so much awareness around different things that I want to speak to and riff on. So if there is anything sort of specifically in just what I've been moving through behind the scenes or anything that you've heard on the podcast that you want me to maybe do a solo episode on or actually speak to in more depth, drop into the Facebook group and let me know because I'm more than happy to either go live in the Facebook group and elaborate on anything that I speak to within this podcast. But it's all happening. I'm going to leave that there, but enjoy today's episode. And don't forget to tag me on Instagram at either the Riley May and at the Influential CEO Podcast, because I always love to see these episodes and see where you are and where you're listening to these episodes and what's landed for you more importantly. And yeah, I just want to connect, but enjoy. Okay, I am excited for today's conversation. Essentially, a little bit of background. A little while ago, I posted on Instagram a static post and it went along the lines of, has the integrity conversation been taken too far or are you just out of integrity? And 
I guess that conversation was kind of birthed off the back of a lot of conversations happening in my world in a private capacity and just in the industry and different things like that around literally the conversation around integrity and, you know, potentially challenging the part where it's like you don't need to be so in integrity to be successful or so in integrity to sign clients, whatever the story may have been. Now, I definitely tried to play devil's advocate and I sat with that and I considered you know both sides of the quote-unquote argument and what that looked like but what I've come into conclusion with is that I never think the integrity conversation can be taken too far. I truly believe integrity itself is the catalyst for everything in your life and living a life in integrity allows you to have an incredible life. And if we're lacking integrity, we're naturally going to be met with a lot of resistance in our life, whether it's relationships, our life, our business, our career. Integrity is the thing that we need to lead with. And I believe that from the bottom of my core. When you say you you play devil's advocate and like all these conversations you heard, whether it be online or in containers with clients Mm. or whatever, what do you think they meant? Like, what do you think they meant when they're like, I hate this integrity conversation. It's going too far. Mm, I feel like there was definitely a a lot of noise and conversation around sort of, you don't have to be someone that gets up at 6am and makes your bed every morning, or you don't have to be someone that only eats organic meat, or you don't have to be someone that um, doesn't drink alcohol or whatever the story may have been. Now, where I feel that conversation got to an extent misconstrued is where people started comparing the way they lead their lives to the people, you know, speaking about that level of integrity and making their life wrong. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say that it's like, Mm. because, you know, someone, you living your life in integrity would look like not having coffee. Me living my life in integrity is looking like, yeah, coffee's involved. (laughs) You know? Exactly. And neither is wrong or right. Exactly. Where it's like you get to, and for example, I drink. So to be fair, I don't drink often or much and my level of integrity is, oh, I'm not going to be getting like blind every weekend. But if I have a cocktail every three months when I'm out for dinner with my partner or friend, I'm going to be doing that. And am I out of integrity for doing that? Absolutely not. But this is where integrity is going to look different for everyone. And this is where I do believe the conversation can never be taken too far. Because when I think about, I guess, myself and my standards and the way that I lead my life, I want that to be mirrored and matched in who I'm around, right? Whether that be my friends, my partner, my mentors, subcontractors who I surround myself with, I hope and desire those people to have the same standards as me. So if I believe it's really important to wake up early in the morning and have a good routine and stay off my phone and have my bone broth and drink, you know, water and check in with myself and train every day or whatever the the context may be, I want that in other people because that's the standard that I desire. And it circles back to the conversation around core values. Yeah. Right. It's like that they're my values. So I hope that's matched in the people that I'm around. And I think when we think about, say, the coaching industry, for example, it's easy to say that that conversation has been taken too far when you move into comparison. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like your life is perfect the way you lead it if it genuinely feels good for you. But if you're hearing these conversations and then going, oh shit, I feel like I've been called out because I actually desire that, but potentially I'm met with resistance in actioning that thing because potentially waking up really early is challenging for you. 
that's where you need to check in with my potentially going to reject the conversation because it's actually something that I really struggle to implement in my life. For an example, you may even find that you see someone post a photo on Instagram and they may say the only way to have a successful business is to eat grass-fed meat, drink two liters of water a day and wake up before 5 a.m. That can be true for them. It may not be true for you. If that feels challenging for you to action, it's probably because that feels like a really challenging thing for you to do. Now, just because you don't eat grass-fed meat or wake up before 6am doesn't mean that you won't be successful. But to them, that's probably the standard that they desire for themselves and for their mental and for who they invest in, right? Which is perfect. But it's knowing that we're essentially setting a standard, right? And that's going to be the standard that we attract, So it's really interesting when I think about my clients and paid containers and and women in, you know, my mastermind and different things like that, we all share the exact same values yet are polar people. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So like, it's like you all value nutrition, Mm -hmm. but like what that looks like to all of you might actually be a bit different. 100%. Yeah. We all value, you know, exercise. We all value optimal health. Yet what optimal health looks like is different. But for example, we went to Expansion Mastermind Retreat. We have eight women on that retreat, myself and even, you know, my BM and my VA at the time and, and everyone was there and everyone would eat the food. Everyone wanted to go on walks. Everyone wanted to stay off their phones. Everyone wanted to have a magnesium before bed, (laughs) right? So this is where it's like, you're going to attract people who align with your values if you're portraying them genuinely. So this is where it's important to not make people wrong for their level of integrity, but equally not adopt what someone else does just because you think that's what you have to do Mm. because you're going to attract people who align with you for those things. But if you're not actually doing those things, then there's going to be a level of disconnect within that dynamic or relationship. So for me, again, I never think the integrity conversation can be taken too far because it's naturally going to look different for everyone. And it is so important that you know your level of integrity, you equally understand what integrity means and looks like for you. And you lead with that in your business, knowing that that's going to be the standard that you attract another people. And if you're not portraying that genuinely, there will naturally be a huge disconnect within that dynamic. Bang. Like, well said. <laughs> Thank you. Honestly. Thank you. Let's- it's it's a topic I'm passionate about. Yeah, and and I think it's mm. because you actually do practice what you preach. So it's like, yeah, this is actually the standard and everyone who's got a problem with this is likely just triggered because they're not. You know what I mean? Is that kind of – am I putting words into your mouth? No, I do agree. I yeah. think it's, it's definitely – you're going to be triggered if you make yourself wrong. Yeah. Right. Or if you genuinely feel called out. So if someone does say, and we'll use the example of like the early morning routine, I feel like we've always heard the quote, every successful person makes their bed in the morning. Yeah. Right. It's like something that is just, it's heard, it's said, it's, it's often, you know, put out to some extent. And if you don't make your bed and then you go, oh my God, I'm never going to be successful. Maybe there's truth to that. Like maybe you actually feel like you can't be successful until you make your bed. And if that's true, start making your fucking bed. Do you know what's so interesting is that Sophia Amorossi or whatever, she founded Nasty Girl. Yeah. And she, I listened to her on a podcast once and she is not, like she was before the wave of like health era and like Mm. making your bed in the morning and like eating nutritionally, right? And she built her massive business up to the very top and then sold it, made billions of dollars off it and all the things. She was on this podcast and she was like, they're like, what's your morning routine like? And she was just saying, honestly, like, 
you know, she just sounded like she's a bit haggard. She's like, I'm always having coffee. I barely eat like all these things. She's like, I'm not a, a wellness person. And I realized in that moment, like, wow, like I would never invest in you. Like I would never actually, you you don't represent who I want to be for the people who want that to be, you know, who don't want to be held to a higher standard, who actually do want to be able to build success in business and not fuel themselves correctly in all the things. She's probably going to sound so appealing. 100%. And that's awesome. And mm. let that be true. But like, if she had have come onto the podcast and been like, yeah, like I, this is what I do. This is my fake routine because it's, it's the trendy thing to do as a, as a successful CEO. People who bought into her are going to be like, cause mind you, she's running programs now. So she actually actively coaches people mm. and the people are going to be like, well, what's this about? And that's where you, that's where you spiral and like your business will crumble. Yeah, because values are aligned, exactly. right? And that facade is always going to be somewhat called out because when people see you for who you are and that wasn't what was promised on the scenes, there is a disconnect. And I think that's such a cool example in the sense that you can build a successful business being quote unquote out of integrity, right? Whatever your perception of integrity even is. So you don't have to wake up early. You don't have to make your bed. You don't have to train every single week. You don't have to eat good foods. You can do whatever you want to do for as long as it feels good for you. Now, does it mean that you're potentially going to feel a certain way in your journey and you'd be met with more resistance? Potentially. Can I just say as well, like in this very podcast, she proceeded to mention her battles with mental health issues. And I'm like, not to say, you know, I know that like I'm not having a conversation about mental health, but I'm like, I can see how this is, you know, mm. you're not living fully. You've had a successful business, but like yeah. you and I, we want the successful business, but we also want the fulfilled life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what do you want? Human before the business, yeah. right? And I think that's a massive conversation when it comes to integrity where exactly that, it's like you want to look after yourself as a human first. Mm. And I do think that in the coaching industry or any business where you are the service, it is a duty that you're an integrity. I agree. It's a fundamental. I agree. And I don't think you get to bypass that. And again, whatever integrity looks like for you is perfect, but you bet I'm looking after myself. (laughs) You know, if someone's investing 20K in a five-month mastermind with me, I'm making my bed in the morning. Yeah. I'm washing my sheets. I am going and paying for PT. I'm looking after my body. I'm not walking around with a sore back. Yeah. I'm eating good food. My brain is functioning. So that's my non-negotiables. You know, when I think about the way that I want to be and who I want to attract, that's the way I'm going to lead my life. And that's me being in integrity. So it's just a really huge conversation. And I think the biggest thing that I see is people making each other wrong. Yeah. Like, why are we always making each other fucking wrong? Like, there's no benefit in that. If that's how someone leads their life and they're content in that, all power to you. Mm. I'm genuinely happy for you. I'm genuinely rooting for you. That's not how I lead my life. I'm not going to make you wrong for it, but this is how I choose to lead mine. Don't make me wrong for it. Yeah. You know, if I do want to eat quality meat and I want to eat organic veggies and I want to sleep eight hours a night and not be on my phone before bed, that's my level of integrity. And that's not to be shamed because you can't meet me in it. Yeah. Right. And I'm just going to use myself as an example in this, but it goes for anyone. You know, you might hear who has an insane routine that's famous. I think Mark Wahlberg. Have you ever heard about his routine? Well, 
No, I haven't, but I reckon David Goggins is the next one. David Goggins. Yeah. Insane. So it's like you think about different levels of this, right? I know, I bet whoever's listening is like, that's not it. But I remember seeing the YouTube video of Mark Wahlberg and his routine. And he's up at like 2 a.m. He's like praying at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. He's training, 5 a.m. He's this. It's insane. Yeah. Right? His routine. Now, I can guarantee that's his level of integrity and that's his core belief as to why he is the human he is. Yeah. Right? It's it's his routine. It's in his day-to-day. It's in the way he leads his life. And there's so much truth to that. Am I going to start waking up at 2 a.m. <laughs> to do the Mark Wahlberg thing? I'm not, but all power to him, right? And I'm not going to make myself wrong just because Mark Wahlberg is waking up at 2 a.m. Yeah. And that's that's the conversation that we really get to have here. So again, do I believe that integrity has been taken too far? I don't because it really can never be taken too far. And what I would say is that if you think it's been taken too far, you're probably just out of integrity and there's something in that. Love that. I'm just going to leave it there. Mm. I think we should just go into questions from the listeners, shall we? We shall. And just quickly, I think it's going to be important just to sit with that, right? And have a little internal check of where, oh, where am I out of integrity? Or where am I making someone else wrong who is potentially doing something that I'm not doing because I feel I can't action the thing? Mm. Right. So it's just a moment of reflection to be like, wow, where can I actually just clean things up to support my own evolution and who I want to be versus making somebody wrong because I'm doing, you know, something that's different to them. Mm. Huge. 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 Anyway, listener cues. Let's do it. Listener cues. Let's go. Shall we? Okay. Question number one, looking at your business journey so far, do you have any key major regrets slash choices that you would have done differently or in hindsight could have been done a better way? Wow. Bang. (laughs) I love that question. Take that. Take that. So the first thing that comes to mind when I hear that is I wish I invested sooner. Wow. Okay. Tell me more. How how soon did you invest in a business coach? Two years. Or mindset coach? Two years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, at that point in my business journey, I didn't really know about the coaching industry. Yeah. Neither did I until... I found it, you know, which I would have wished I learned about it earlier too. Totally. And I was doing my PT thing. I was building a successful business. But then when I got a mentor, everything took off. Mm. Right. And I think we hear that so often, like mentors time collapse your journey. But the truth is they time collapse your journey. (laughs) And there's no like ifs, ands or buts around that. We actually can't even really argue that fact. It just is a fact. If you're being led by someone who's been there, done the thing before and potentially has actioned what you're desiring to action, having that person in your corner takes what you would have done in two years into a three-month period. Mm. And that's fact. And there's a responsibility in utilizing mentorship in a way that's going to support that. But I just always think, wow, what would I have done if I actually knew what I, I now know sooner by having access to mentorship and just doing the thing sooner? Now, I couldn't have done that sooner because I didn't know about it any sooner. Yes. But this is the hindsight, right? So if there's anything you take from this, invest in yourself and your business. And something that I'm really landing in right now is investing in your business unconditionally, right? It's not, I'll invest for as long as someone invests in me. I'll invest for as long as I'm having high cash months. I'll invest for as long as, you know, I saw old mate invest. Mm. It's like, do you say that you invest in your business, but it's conditional? Yeah. Or do you just invest in your business? And what I think is so important in business is to move, you have to move, right? To make money, you have to move money. 
And we get stuck in this almost hoarding of like, oh, well, last month was low, so I'm going to not invest. Or I've noticed that there's been a dip in my income, so I'm going to stop investing. Well, that's conditional, isn't it? Yeah. Right? It's like you'll only invest up until. And I think that's a really important conversation to have. And even considering your life, it could be time, could be energy, could be money that we're speaking to in terms of investment. But same thing. It's like, are you only investing in a relationship if they invest in the relationship? Mm. Are you only giving time to yourself for as long as time's available for yourself, right? There's so many ways that you even can, can take that conversation, but speaking solely to financial investments, for me right now, I am moving a lot of money. Am I having the highest cash months I've ever had? No, I'm not. It's business. I'm a business owner. I own a company. What industry has an uphill trajectory every single month, week, year. It doesn't work. So what's the entitlement that plays out? I find sometimes in the coaching industry of, oh, well, I had a low cash month, so now I'm not going to invest. Or, oh, now I've seen a dip in my income, so now I'm going to relax for a while. It's like, if anything, that's when you amp up. And that's the difference between people who I feel grow and people who stay still is, again, not making decisions financially from a place of literally making yourself unsafe because that's an entirely different conversation. But it's moving to move where it's like you're not meant to always see your business just grow and grow and grow and grow. There's periods where things can be you know, slower than other times. Now, I'm still doing really well in my business and that's a different conversation altogether. But what I've really come into right now is the part of me that I'm like, I fucking move un- unconditionally, yeah. right? Like it doesn't matter how hard things feel behind the scenes. It doesn't matter what's happening in my business to an extent. I'm still always moving forward and I'm never standing still just because something wasn't what I wanted it to be for a month. Yeah. That's the ultimate self-trust, which you've always nailed. Love that. Okay. Question number two, are there times where you get overwhelmed with everything in brackets, work, life, et cetera? What do you do then? Of course. Like, let's just normalize the part where when you run a business, you can get overwhelmed. I think sometimes it's like, and I said this in the mastermind um, a couple of weeks ago now, but I said to the girls in my mastermind, it is so easy to romanticize business in this way where it's like, it's always so easy and I'm always having fun and business is so good. It's like, yeah, it's all of those things. And it's also hard and it also makes you cry. Mm. And there's also times where you can be overwhelmed. Yeah. And I think we get to not even necessarily normalize that, but just acknowledge it. Yeah. Right? Like acknowledge that sometimes it's shit and sometimes it's amazing and sometimes you're having a win and sometimes you're having a loss, but it's how you show up in all of those times as well. So for me, if I feel like I'm overwhelmed, it's probably because I've dropped my standards somewhere. It's probably because if you go back a couple of episodes, um, you know, I'm experiencing pressure because I'm probably not being present in, in my work and what I'm doing. So it's kind of looking and zooming out and going, okay, if I was to broaden my perspective on the overwhelm, what's contributing? Yeah. What am I not doing? What What are my routines looking like? Am I on my phone really early in the morning? Oh, that doesn't really support me. Oh my God, have I not actually gotten enough sleep for the last three nights? Mm, that's contributing. So sometimes it looks like laying in the sun, going on a walk and having a glass of water and you're probably okay. Yeah. Right. And then we can also look at factors like um, outsourcing and different things like that, because obviously you can get to stages in business where it's like, wow, I'm actually struggling to action what I need to action. 
what would some external support look like? But overall, I think a lot of the time our overwhelm is, again, it's a reactivity to something that's challenging. And nine times out of 10, I do think it's when we drop our standards and our routines aren't in place and different things like that. And it's just checking that part. Yeah. Wow. Well said. I think that, yeah, you are just the best person to ask that question to, because, you know, I've seen times where you've felt overwhelmed and then you just clean it up like that. It ain't no thing. It ain't no thing because you've got to be proactive. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing, right? Like when we think about moving from a proactive state versus reactive state, if you've gotten to the place of feeling overwhelmed, overwhelm is a reactivity response. Yeah. So you haven't been proactive. Yeah. Right? And it's just looking at that. This is the conversation we did have about presence about mm. if in whatever episode it was because it's episode just Episode like, one. Yeah. Having presence no. is a proactive response. It is. You know what I mean? Like it's like- Yeah. Yeah. You can, if you just want to be present in the now, you're not going to have to deal with the pressure or overwhelm later. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's a really big conversation to have and, and it's something that is so easily cleaned up, right? Where we get to still acknowledge that overwhelm will be present at different times. It's normal, it's perfect, but there's probably something, and I say probably, but like there almost is always mm. <laughs> something that is attached to why you're experiencing overwhelm and that's the part that we get to check. And if we can check it and then in future be proactive in avoiding that, you'll experience less overwhelm in your business, which is always just a fun time for everyone. Yeah, totally. I love it. Love it. I love it. Well, thank you for dropping in and listening to today's episode. Please upload to Instagram and tag at Riley May Podcast and Riley May Coaching. We appreciate you guys just being here and plugging in and just being a part of this conversation. If you're not in the Facebook group, I tell you every week, get your butt in the Facebook group because it's cool and we're having good conversations in there. And it's likely that in about a week or two's time, I'll be jumping in live in the Facebook group and we're doing sort of like an open Q&A vibe in there as well. So there's lots happening in there and it's just a cool community to be a part of. So thank you for plugging in this week and I will be back in your ears in a fortnight. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.